hey, it's the morning after show. Good morning. Grant Cohn, Ryan Hensley, the Niners are freaking on a roll. Six wins in a row. Brock Purdy, the new King Arthur, King David rolled into one. Uh, We're going to talk about all the new implications of where the Niners stand. Ryan, how you doing? I'm doing great, man. How are you? I I listened to this like uh, sleep hypnosis thing last night, like all night. It's like eight hours. You put it on YouTube while you sleep and it's like supposed to make you feel positive and motivated in the morning. It might have worked because I feel. Oh, wow. Yes. Okay. well, let's see. Hopefully it didn't condition you to, you know, say weird (laughs) things on the the show. Okay, so Kyle Shanahan spoke like an hour ago. And as I predicted, he did the conference call before the MRI results were back. So he didn't have too much injury news, although he did say how Brock Purdy injured his oblique. I asked him how it happened. He said it happened on the second drive of the game when he was diving on third down for the first down. There was a holding penalty on the play. It came back. But uh, that's how it happened. Interesting news. The f- Kyle Shanahan was asked, like, so you don't think it's that bad, right? And he was like, I don't know, man. I mean, he was really toughing it out during the game. It bothered him after the game. It bothered him today. We'll have to see. Um, and there's a game on Thursday. So what do you uh, make of this news? Well, it's not good news, obviously. I mean, short week, game on Thursday. It's really going to be hard to get over an injury. So my feeling is if he's going to play, he's going to be playing with an injury. I don't. I don't see him recovering in three days from an oblique. So uh, if he does play, he's going to be playing through injury. So that's something to definitely watch. Uh, and you know the way he got hurt is also uh, a concern. You know, I mean it's football. Everyone's going to get hurt, but he got hurt running, diving for the uh, first down. And uh, seen that before, man. Really want to protect these quarterbacks as much as possible. Obviously. That's on him. He t- he's the one. That, it was off script. It's not like a design run or anything, but uh, it's almost like quarterbacks get hurt when they run uh, often. Yeah, and it's almost like Kyle Shanahan doesn't really make a make it a point of emphasis to the quarterbacks. Like, hey, man, you need to stay healthy. If you go down, we go down. It seemed like he kind of tells him, I want you to go out there and compete like Debo, you know, and, and Kittle and have that kind of an attitude. And so you got the third string quarterback diving for a first down in the first quarter when it's tied. It's like, dude, if you get hurt, it's over. The whole thing is over. So if you don't get this one first down in the first quarter, that's okay. Tom Brady wouldn't have gotten it either. And and I don't blame Brock Purdy. It's his first start. He's going to go out there and try to put on a show and and prove himself. And I'm not saying I even blame Kyle Shanahan, but you got – I mean, look big picture. The Niners cannot keep their quarterbacks hurt. A lot of them have gotten injured running competing fighting for that extra yard Kyle maybe you should take him aside have a meeting with the quarterbacks one day and say you know what I don't need you guys to fight for the extra yard that is not your job because I need you healthy at some point we got to stop blaming the quarterbacks maybe we should stop calling these guys injury prone and maybe we should look at the team not to get too negative here you know, when I say when I say injury prone, when I say guys injury prone, I mean like a reoccurring injury, uh, like loosely like a soft tissue type injury. To me, it's not really injury prone if it's just random different injuries. Uh, but I think Tom Brady is a really great example for all the quarterbacks in the NFL. The guy's barely missed any games in his career. He's 45 years old. And the reason for that is he just doesn't take hits. And, you know, the NFL designed the rules uh, to protect quarterbacks. Uh, a lot you know when we were younger it was a different story um you know steve young was taking some serious hits back in the day and they ended his career and in his career um and so the nfl understands how important quarterbacks are to the game 
to the teams and they made all these rules, put them in place to protect quarterbacks. Now it's time for um, Kyle Shanahan and the co- and the quarterbacks to to understand this as well. And Tom Brady is a perfect example. That guy does not take hits. Like you know, he has like one of the worst offensive lines that there is, and he's still getting the ball out quick. He's not going to sit there and take a hit. Yeah. Uh, and if he does, he knows how to protect himself. So it's very important that, you know, Trey Lance, Brock Purdy, Jimmy Garoppolo, moving forward, that they understand that when they go out, that changes everything. They really need to protect themselves. When Jimmy Garoppolo got injured last week, was it last week? I said, what are you doing fighting for the extra yard? I thought it was not a high football IQ play from your quarterback, uh, yeah. given what's at stake. Kyle Shanahan talked about it and praised him and said, you know, he knew where that 35-yard line was and he was trying to get back on the other side of the 35 so he could have a chance to kick the field goal. It's like clearly that's what Kyle wants. He wants his quarterbacks to fight for the extra yards, and so I got to put it on the head coach. I mean, obviously it's not his fault that, you know, a guy injures his oblique diving, but big picture, the coach gets what he asks for. And if he said, hey, don't freaking die. (laughs) Don't fight for the, you know, I I want you throwing, not running. That would be something else, but. Uh, I don't know, something he has to think about, but I don't, he's not going to change. He, this is what he wants. And so if that's what he wants, you're going to need a lot of quarterbacks, Kyle. Maybe carry four. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, who knows what – if he's telling the media the same thing he's telling the quarterbacks in the back. So maybe maybe he's not telling them that. But if he's if he hasn't made it a point of emphasis, he damn well needs to. Uh, yeah. Because quarterbacks are the most important position. you got to protect them. they got to protect themselves. Coaches got to make it a point of emphasis – they got to stop running quarterbacks between the tackles, yeah. uh, quarterback powers, things like that. It, it, it's really, uh, it's it, it's really bad, man. Like we're, we've missed out on Trey Lance's whole season because of, you know, running in between the tackles uh, up the middle. Like it's just it's bad. And so uh, seeing Brock Purdy get hurt, and you know that's pretty much on Brock Purdy. But Kyle's just got to make it an emphasis, yeah. like. He's protecting the quarterback and the quarterback protecting himself is not a big enough emphasis on the San Francisco 49ers. It's an emphasis on every other team. Mm-hmm. And what's funny is if they just made it a point of emphasis, they probably win the Super Bowl. Yeah. They probably no would. That, yes. They probably would. It's you know, like we'll talk about thing. it more, but yeah. like just the game planning for Trey Lance was just the worst thing that he's done so far this year. Um, just frustrating. Corey Soto says, can we break down the playoff scenarios for the Niners, i.e. what a loss against Seattle this week would mean or if they lost the rest of their game? Ooh, um, I guess they could lose the rest of their games if Purdy's out, although, frankly, uh, Josh Johnson might be able to do a good job too. But the Niners are 9-4. and four. The four seed, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are 6-7, and seven, and the Niners have the tiebreaker over them with the head-to-head. So I, I don't – it'd be tough for the Niners to be any worse than the three seed. I know – I mean, it would be tough for them to lose the division. But I guess if they have to go with Josh Johnson the rest of the way, that could happen. I don't expect that to happen. I think what's more likely is that they could get that two seed from Minnesota if they keep winning. Yeah, if they could they win could. this week, it'd be huge. But I honestly think even with Josh Johnson, they can pull off at least two more wins this season. And at least, yeah. even with Josh Johnson, and I, I don't see the 49ers missing the playoffs, no matter who's that quarterback, to be honest, with this defense. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I don't think Purdy's going to shut himself down. I mean, he's got so much to play for right now. He's probably going to want to play through anything. It's really going to be on the 49ers to um, decide whether he can make it worse by going out there and if he can function. Yeah. Because I don't know if you, anyone growing up as a little leaguer ever had an oblique injury, tried to throw. It's it's impossible. It's really hard. Really hurts. Yeah. So, it's his uh, left side, right? Yes. Yes. I think it's probably a little better than his right, but still. 
I don't know. Seems like they both would hurt. Yeah. Callie yeah. Tremor says with with Juice, McCaffrey, Coleman, Mason being dressed, Debo didn't need to be used as a running back. Makes sense to me. I, I, it's like you called up Tevin Coleman for this game to have another running back, and, and you're still using Debo as a change of pace guy. That doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I don't. About Debo more. Yeah, we could talk about that more, but I think uh, I'm on. I, he only uses Jordan Mason to close out games to run out the clock, and I feel like. That, you know, his goal is UCMC in the beginning, build up the lead, then pop in Jordan Mason, close the game. But it seems like it would make more sense to me to, to use him throughout the game and mix it up. I agree. Uh, Danny, thank you. Calvin, Brock not going to the bench after TDs to stay out and congratulate the line and hype them is great. Purdy is our hype man. In Bosa's words, we got a quarterback. Yeah, I like him. I like what he's I doing. Like Brock he's Purdy, definitely man. endearing he's himself. He's excited. Yeah, he's yeah, the best story. He's he has a chance to be the best story of all time, which is always nice. Mm-hmm. Any hype left for Tampa uh, for Tom Brady to San, uh, to San Francisco after last night? I did want to talk about this. Can we have this as like a little bonus topic right now? Yeah. I, okay. So after the game, Tom Brady got his butt kicked. But frankly, he had no offensive line. We kind of saw where that game was going. Um, the Niners all week really praised Brady. Kyle Shanahan said that thing like. What was anyone ever thinking to pass on Tom Brady? Like, that was you, Kyle. But anyway, he said that. And then um, the Niners were very respectful. After the game, a bunch of Niners went up to Tom Brady to basically pay their respects. Uh, offense, defense, a lot of players. And Tom Brady hung out after really getting – we've seen him just walk off. I mean, he's a he can be a bit of a sore loser. He hung out and really was very respectful to the 49ers, shook a lot of hands, seemed like met a lot of people. My perspective – both sides kind of understand that there's a possibility they could be playing together next season. Now, if Brock Purdy wins the Super Bowl, great time. Thank you very much, Tom Brady. Goodbye. But that may not happen. And I think they were thinking it all week. I think they've been thinking it all year. And I think there was a little bit of, hey, let's just network a little bit. Hey, why don't you go get to know Tom? That's the way I saw it. But again, maybe I see things the way I want to see them. What do you think about uh, the possibility of Tom Brady coming here next year? Is is it over? I don't think it it is. I think it's still a possibility. I thought it was cool. He signed a uh, – Dre Greenlaw intercepted him, kept the ball, and Tom Brady signed it for him. And then I watched Tom Brady's post-game uh, press conference, and he was nothing but complimentary about the 49ers, how great of a team they are, and we got our ass kicked by a better team. And, you know, he said, you can either kick ass or get your ass kicked every you know every week, and we got our ass kicked. That's a really good team. Just nothing but complimentary. Mm-hmm. Um, it seemed like, you know, they definitely weren't trying to burn any bridges either side. Uh, you know, and I'm not, I know they were trying to build some bridges after the game. I don't know. Like, Hey, get to know Dre Greenlaw. He might be your all pro linebacker next year. I'm just saying, I think, I mean, it's probably 30. felt like recruiting. (laughs) It's like, you know, like, like, uh, what is it? Uh, rush week at the fraternity where they have in and out burger and everyone's trying to like, (laughs) Hey, uh, where are you from? I could see. I could see Brock Purdy, Trey Lance, or Tom Brady being the starting quarterback beginning of the season next year. I could see all, all three of those. I could see all three being on the team, man. Yeah, you could. could and well, that's the thing that's beautiful about it is I think Trey Lance and uh, Brock Purdy combined is only like, what, $9 million? So you could you could actually bring Tom Brady in at a discounted rate. and That's and not where I thought you were going with it. Tom, uh, I, thought not, I thought you were going to say that Brock Purdy and Trey Lance combined are younger than Tom Brady. I think they That's probably true also. 45 together. <laughs> yeah. So together they'd be yeah, I, I, that yeah. would be a cool quarterback room. Don't just 
to me, the way they all talked at the end of the game makes me feel like it could happen. It's on the table still. No one expected Brock Purdy to do what he did yesterday. Mm-hmm. And this story, if it keeps going, he'll be like, you know, Sports Illustrated's man of the year and all that. So it's possible that he could be the ultimate Cinderella story, saving that. You have to at least consider Tom Brady, considering the fact that you passed on him once already, and it was one of the biggest mistakes in franchise history. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I I know a lot, you know a lot of people are real heavy on Trey Lance or they're excited about Brock Purdy, but I mean I'm Here's sorry, it's Tom, it's Tom Brady. He, he's yeah. If Tom Brady on this team with this defense and these weapons, there's nothing in me that believes he can't just do amazing things. I mean I've seen what Jimmy Garoppolo could do on this team. I think you know. I think yeah. <laughs> Zach says the two picks cause for concern, even if overturned. Uh, also, did he throw a second pick? I saw the one pick. I saw one. I saw one. Didn't see the second one. Also, did Purdy not look happy in the fourth quarter and after the game didn't seem enthusiastic? Uh, I, I was up in the press box, and I don't have a good look at the television. You probably see that better than me. I, I mean, he was injured. I think he bad about three passes injured. in the second. See, to me, he in retrospect, they were up big, but he only threw three passes in the second half. Maybe as the adrenaline wore off after halftime, he's like, man, I, <laughs> ow. Yeah. I, I'm really curious to see what's up with this, and it's – I'm really not surprised that they moved the conference call up so we don't get to know. Because they don't want Seattle to know, right? This is like a big problem for them. He was was probably bummed about being injured. I'm sure that's depressing for him. And also he uh, probably wants to, you know, be tempered, you know, with his reactions. Now be a professional and not be so excited because he, you know, did did first game, right? He's trying to be smart and professional probably too. Kaba says, I expect to see TDP on Thursday. They can't go with just Mason and CMC on a short week, and they can't flex Coleman because they have too many injuries elsewhere. Well, they clearly don't trust Ty Davis Price. I like the inactives because the not when you've ever asked coaches like about any player on the team, they're great. They're working hard. Hell of a player. But when the inactives come out, you know <laughs> you get to yeah. see who they really think the worst players in the team are. Right. Sorry. And it's yeah. uh this guy. Yeah, I, I think, you know, maybe TDP. I don't know. I, I think Mason and CMC. Kyle doesn't seem to want to run a lot of different running backs. It's either one or two every game. Uh, Nine or not about says Purdy plays like a pre-torn ACL Jimmy Garoppolo. I think he's better than that. Sorry. Not to be a prisoner of the moment, but Jimmy never moved this well. Jimmy never threw downfield this well. I'm sorry. He's definitely more mobile, and he's definitely more aggressive. Aggressive. That's Down the, the field. Jimmy's very aggressive in the intermediate, to his credit. Mm-hmm. To his credit. But uh, you know who Purdy kind of reminds me of a little bit? Oh, we could play this game. Tua. A little bit. Tua. Little small, but, I mean, mobile enough. Mobile Aggressive enough. down the field without a big, strong arm. Not a lot mm-hmm. of zip, but accurate. I mean, Tua's over here in the running for MVP of the league right now, even though we know it's a lot of, you know, the coaching and the surrounding cast. But I'm just saying. Last two games for Tua has not been been great well maybe yeah. purdy eventually gets figured out who knows what his ceiling is but yeah two has had a lot of success and he's won a yeah. lot of games and the, and, and then i just need to make this work for a month and a half yeah you know credit, but, credit to mike mcdaniel for bringing out the best in tua um, but i think we've seen the ceiling for tua this season uh, in my opinion but i, I see what, what, what the tua what the ceiling is for purdy i think yeah. that's a fair question um jason says crazy to think this offense will score 30 plus with pro bowlers and all pros at every skill position trade kyle promote D'Amico. got to keep this defense I know it's like wow, it's amazing to think that a team with all this all this talent could finally score some points. It's great, but they're doing it. You know what it is? It's really to me. It's just 
the aggressiveness that you see from Brock Purdy that you don't see. You never saw from Jimmy. Maybe maybe first year, 17, you saw some aggressiveness, but you don't see that mobility. Uh, Brock Purdy was able to avoid some, some some big sacks and create off script stuff. And he's just aggressive. And uh, for he whatever reason, for a touchdown in the red zone. Whoa, I haven't seen that since Jeff Garcia. Yeah, it was amazing. And I, you know, I was I was actually hard on Kyle because of this offense, but I think it's really it was just Jimmy. Like I, you know, he, it's the same place calls. It's just Brock Purdy's willing to pull the trigger, and Jimmy just was. But again, I keep going back to well, who's playing Jimmy, and we're going to talk about that in a minute. Who who made that decision, Kyle? Kyle. Or, anyway, or was it the team? Kyle's a conundrum. Kyle is a conundrum, and I love him for it. We're going to get there in a second. Jonathan says, been a minute, Grant. This goes to show you that Jimmy was irrelevant. The offense seems to run a lot smoother. This is what the offense should look like with all this firepower. One word, he is poised. Yeah, it seems like Jimmy Garoppolo's reputation is being better than Nick Mullins and Bethard and Hoyer and a project who was 21-22. And he was better than him, arguably, maybe, when the project was in, in the infantile stages of his progression. That's his that's his resume, and you get you, all of a sudden you see another quarterback with a modest skill set who's not terrible, like C.J. Beathard, and it's like, oh, offense is even better, huh? Maybe maybe Jimmy's contributions were a little exaggerated, yeah, by people who have no right understanding now. of advanced statistics and spreadsheets. <laughs> Corey Soto says, I think there's a five percent chance to, uh, Tom Brady comes to SF, maybe less. He's either retiring or going to New England. Let's follow the only evidence we have. It indicates New England is the only place he is legit tied to. Is that it? What evidence do you have? I don't think he wants to go back to New England. I would think that's not where he wants to go. I think he'd want to come home to where he's always you know, wanted to be in the first place, to the team that he grew up, uh, going, had season tickets to as a child, to where he had 100 people show up to the game. Uh, he had to buy 100 tickets for his family. They live 25 miles from the stadium. I think it's the most likely scenario that he comes here if he doesn't retire. I'm guessing he'd listen to both teams. I'm sure he wants to keep multiple options on the table to drive up his price, obviously. And if he could leverage the Niners to get more money out of New England or vice versa, he might just do that. But I, just, I look, the way the Niners are acting, talking, the way he's acting, talking, it just feels like they want to make that an option. To me, I don't think Tom Brady cares much about money at at this point, though. In my opinion, it's about his where he wants to end up. Did he lose a lot of money in this Bitcoin thing? I don't know. I'm not trying to spread information, but I don't know. I'm just saying, if he did, he might need to keep playing until he's 55. I don't know. I don't know (laughs) the first thing about Bitcoin. Sean O'Leary says, I'm not getting too excited after two games, but, but the kid has guts and he moves in the pocket and extends games and seems to see the field. Some of these great plays yesterday would not have been Jimmy Happy Feet Sacks. What I'm seeing with him now is I just hope he stays healthy, and he's hurt already. I, yeah. I, this legend needs to be longer than a chapter, you know? Like, please, can you keep it going? I love it. The people love it. Last and one, and then we're going to get back to our show and get the rest in a minute. Danny says, if Trey threw that TD to Ayuk, people would have had talk nonstop trash because he didn't hit him in stride. I'm happy for Brock, but this fan base. True. Yeah, with Trey, since he cost three first-round picks, he couldn't do anything well enough. If, so, if he threw a strike, it's like, well, the ball wobbled a little bit. And if he hit the guy, he was like, well, he was slightly underthrown. With Brock Purdy, he's a great story, so everything he does is great. And it's kind of a tough situation. Another injury update, Javon Kinlaw. Uh, Kyle Shanahan was asked straight up about an hour and a half ago what the plan is with Kinlaw. And it seems like they keep reinventing the plan. But now Kyle Shanahan says the plan all along 
was to maybe open Javon Kinlaw's practice window after the Seattle game. I thought they were going to do it maybe during this home stretch of three games where they're on grass, but didn't happen. After the Seattle game, they got three three games left. So Mm -hmm. three weeks also was the practice window. It seems to me they could probably take this. Here's my guess. He starts practicing week next week after the Seattle game. They activate him for week 18. Gets his feet wet in the season season, uh, finale. And if all things go well, he plays in the playoffs and he's been properly prepared and he doesn't have any setbacks. I think that's what they're hoping. uh, Hoping. If the the practice window thing doesn't go so well, there's also a a possibility that they don't activate him. I think that's where they're at. And they have no idea what's going to happen. I think the thing about... Javon Kinlaw is his injuries. It's a reoccurring injury, right? Right. So it's not like he's just all of a sudden better. I think what they know about Javon Kinlaw is that he can last a couple games, maybe two or three before it's going to happen again. And so activating him after the Seattle game, I just don't think that's going to happen because why? Like if you're going to, if you're going to activate Javon Kinlaw at any point, it should be for the playoffs and strictly, for the playoffs because we know with the history, unfortunately, for Javon Kinlaw's, he can give you a, a game, two, maybe three, before his knee's going to start bugging him again. So, uh, you know, I don't see him being activated anytime soon, possibly if ever. They could have... open up his practice window, but I do think they won't yeah. activate him until week 18 yeah. at the earliest. That would be my guess. Yeah. They have to we'll... activate him before. The... I don't think they want his first game to be the playoffs. I just don't – I couldn't see that. And they're doing – honestly, they're doing fine with without him, you know. Yeah. It's not like there's a deficiency there without him. They were doing fine without Armstead, who's a really good player. Yeah, I think I think Armstead has helped a little bit. Yes, absolutely. But they were, they were doing quite well without him. Yeah, but they're getting by without him. So, you know, yeah. I don't think it's a huge need. I think Elijah Mitchell is probably a bigger need for those guys in the playoffs. They only got one spot left, if I'm correct, right? If they activate – or they have two still. They have two. And I was thinking earlier uh, – what a waste. I'm sorry, but they activated Curtis Robinson off of IR earlier this year, and he's yeah. inactive every week. What Never a waste. Played. You could yeah. have kept him on IR and kept one of those spots open. It seems like the Niners sort of misjudged their need. You know, you think you got eights a lot until you're down to two. Yeah. Curtis Robinson, inactive every week. They Just something to think about. Yeah. All right. So Brock Purdy had this great game, and Trey Lance is trending on Twitter uh, because Twitter is – mean like that which is why i like twitter so much and of course <laughs> the, the the tweets are you know yeah. where are the niners gonna trade trey lance what are they gonna get for him he's done should the 49ers trade trey lance this offseason absolutely not no that's it's uh why like it, it doesn't make any sense to me at all like for one if you're talking from a business standpoint they're not going to recoup three first round draft picks so it's in that regard they're gonna it's gonna be a losing situation no matter what and so Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch, they don't want to lose out on that deal. So first of all, it's uh, from a business standpoint, it's it's honestly a ridiculous uh, idea. Second of all, the book is not written on Brock Purdy or Trey Lance yet. Neither one of them. We've had a, seven quarters from Brock Purdy that look good. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had four games from Trey Lance. It's absolutely insane to think you know what either of these guys are or can be at this point. There's no way they're trading Trey Lance next next year or in the offseason at all. They're too invested to give up on Trey Lance before ever really giving him a chance. Too invested. 
And frankly, like you said, they don't know enough about Brock Purdy to just go all in. And also, they've got to be honest with their own history. They never keep their quarterbacks healthy. They need both of them. Even if both are really good, they need both of them. Maybe they could find a way to play both of them. I don't know. They flirted with that idea a couple years ago when it was Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance. But no, they shouldn't trade Trey Lance. Uh, it still could be that he ends up having the best career of all these guys. It could be that Brock Purdy is a really good story with a limited ceiling who struggles to stay healthy because he's a playmaker who dies for first downs. It could be that Trey Lance has had bad luck and he ends up being a Pro Bowl quarterback. Or it could be that Brock Purdy's the real freaking deal and, and Trey Lance was a mirage and all that. The Niners won't know for a while. So or they don't can both pretend. Suck, right? Yeah, exactly. They, the yeah. Niners won't know for a while, so don't pretend like you do and don't yeah. make any rash decisions. Bring them back. Let it play out. That's what I would Here's the thing, too, that has really been I've been thinking about the last couple of days as well, is Kyle Shanahan still doesn't know how to use Trey Lance, right? If it, it, He called the game plan that you see for Brock Purdy and even Jimmy, um, but even more so Brock Purdy, that's what they need to be calling for Trey Lance. And you saw that in the second half in the Texans game last year. That's the only time I really enjoyed the game plan that was called for Trey Lance, and he did amazing. That was his best half of his short, brief four starts, four career uh, games so the the fact that we're trying to judge either one of these guys honestly it's way too soon Brock Purdy I mean Nick Mullins had a better first start than Brock Purdy did it, it's true right he's second only to uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes in his first what like 12 starts most yards sure. right and, and Nick Mullins isn't the guy right so it's just very premature and I I try to tell these fan bases and stuff on Twitter to just just cool your brakes a little bit. Let's not anoint Brock Purdy, the man let yet. Let's not write off Trey Lance. It's only time will tell, and there's still a lot more time before we can tell. And I do think that Brock Purdy gives the Niners a legit chance to win a Super Bowl, but I don't know if he'll win it, and I don't know if he's good enough to win a Super Bowl. I don't know if he can stay healthy for more than a few games at a time, and I don't know if in the playoffs what he'll do. Um, so just because he looks like an upgrade over Jimmy Garoppolo, that's not ultimately what you're looking for. That's not necessarily – it doesn't necessarily prove much. But again, I'm open-minded to Brock Purdy. He killed it yesterday. He yeah. was a pleasure to watch. And even though he's small and not – like, Trey Lance is big and very athletic and a very strong arm, and you think, man, he can do everything. Well, he hasn't figured out how to do everything yet, and one day he might. Brock looks like a dude who can do a little bit of everything right now. And I don't know how long it'll keep going. You know, he could turn to a pumpkin at midnight like Cinderella. But yeah. right now, it's a really fun ride. It's a really fun story. And I'm not putting any uh, limitations on what he can do just because he looks like me. Yeah. So the thing is about Brock Purdy, man, he's, he's definitely fun. He's fun to yeah. watch. He's made yeah. this season way more exciting. Yeah. Way better. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm glad he's here. The story, the story can continue just like yeah. it's on trajectory to continue right now. Or it could end. Like, so it's just really hard for me to get overly excited about Brock Purdy. But I am excited. He is fun to watch. But I'm not even, you know, I've been pretty hard on Jimmy Garoppolo, but I'm not even ready to say that he's better than Jimmy yet. I, I'm just fair. really not. That's because fair. I want to see a big body of work before I even make that determination. But he's the, he is more exciting than Jimmy so far. Yeah. Uh, Sean, he was talking about uh, what he likes about Brock extending plays. Got you. Finesse Kid says, I guarantee you offense ain't putting up 30-plus with turnover Jimmy. Brock can move the pocket and actually throw downfield. What a breath of fresh air. I like when they do a play-action bootleg and he's got a, a guy right in his face and he jukes the hell out of him. Like, 
I, I don't think NFL defenders are expecting this level of quickness from Brock Purdy right now. It's pretty fun. Yeah. I think yeah. if there's one knock on Brock Purdy that concerns me a little bit, um, it's also his benefit. Like, I love how aggressive he is. But when you combine that with a weaker arm, mm-hmm. yeah. that does concern me a little yeah. bit in the future, you know? Yeah. Uh, yep. Trying to be aggressive with not a lot of uh, power on the ball. That could lead to turnovers in the future. Um, so we'll see. But again, I'm I'm really excited and hopeful, but I just I'm not ready to make determinations on any of these guys yet. The reason I compare him to Tua is like when I think of Purdy's aggressiveness, I think in like Tua's, you're willing to push the ball down the field. There's nothing very on the throw, but those are touch throws anyway. You don't have to have a strong arm to throw it up like Tua and Purdy do down the field. Jimmy, his like the fact that he couldn't hit throws those. It wasn't that his arm wasn't strong enough. It was a trajectory was off. You know what? It was too flat or it was too far. That was the issue for him. Um, it's just like with, with Purdy, like when he has to zip balls into tight windows, I don't know. But right now, he's got five weapons out there. There's not a lot of tight windows he has to fit the ball into. He's got a running game that works. Like it's not an issue. The same thing with two earlier this year. Now it's starting to become an issue for the, for the Dolphins because their run game's gone. But it may not be an issue for Purdy this year. He might yeah. not have to make tight window throws. And frankly, he's doing okay in the red zone. So, I love the aggressiveness. I mean, that's the thing yeah. I always said is I'm okay with turnovers. If he does throw interceptions being aggressive, I'm okay with that because at least he's being aggressive. That means if he continues yeah. to be aggressive, then there's going to be plays where it works out and we're able to score quickly, which has been something Jimmy wasn't doing uh, over the last five years. Jordan says if the Niners win this week, can you tell Kyle to rest everyone the last two weeks? If they win, they'll be up three games on Seattle, can't catch up to Philly. They can't catch up to Minnesota, though. I, I want to see how the Niners come out this week. Um, they're going to get crowned by everyone. I think everyone in the in the football world is saying Philly and, and San Francisco NFC Championship game. Like, it's over. And it might be. But this is exactly when the 49ers play down to their opponents, when the whole world stops questioning them and says they're definitely going to be in the Super Bowl is when the Niners are like, yeah, man, we did it. We proved ourselves. And then they lose. In Seattle, yeah. so I want to. This is on Kyle. Like, you, this is this is a tough one for you. You gotta really stress the urgency on this game. But it's it's Seattle. They should know. So we'll see. Seattle in Seattle, short week. Brock Purdy with an oblique injury. Anything's anything's possible. What up, Grant? Says WB Studio and Ryan. Feels good to be a Niner. Thanks, Blake. <laughs> I feel you. Edgar says, Grant, love your show. It has the right balance of positivity and negativity to be enjoyable. Niner streams always putting each other's backs. And TV guys say our season is over now that Debo is injured. Uh, I don't. He, I don't think anyone's saying the season's over. I don't think if their season I, is over at all. I've heard. I've heard. I don't know about big mainstream media, but a lot of people are concerned about the Debo thing. But it's good news; it's not serious. I'm less worried about that Debo thing, to be honest. Right now, I hope we get him back in the playoffs. But right now, it doesn't. It's not the biggest concern for me over these next few weeks. Yeah, the thing with Debo is that. You know, he. I think people are concerned because he was down for so long. Mm-hmm. He got up and then went down again. They carted him off the field. It looked bad. Yeah. But you got to remember with Debo, like he often does this. He, I think he went down six times in the playoffs last year. He often goes down, stays down, thinks it's bad, comes back. So I, I, he just may have a bad. He's he might be a bad judge of his own injuries, or he he may not realize how freaking tough he is. Because I've seen him do this, where it's like, oh my god, Debo just tore his ACL. Oh no, he just got the wind knocked out of him. Oh, he's back. He's great. So I think maybe people are just overreacting to his initial reaction. Uh, he was very concerned. I think it's probably a high ankle sprain at worst, which means he's probably coming back. 
He's probably coming back. And also, I think, you know, the, with adding CMC to the roster, concerns me a little less about Debo, especially with Debo's production this year, hasn't been like it was last year. So maybe yeah. people are thinking about Debo from last year, and that's what concerns them. But if you really look at what he's done this year, um, and with the addition of CMC, I think the 49ers are going to be all right for the next few weeks. Only thing is, for skilled players coming back from high ankle sprains, if it is a high ankle sprain, it's a tough, tough one. It's yeah. tough. He may not be like 100% when he comes back, and he may not be able to cut off the left leg as much as the right leg, and if he's in the backfield, you may know he's going on the right. There may be implications, but we're not there yet. Yeah. Double B Studio says QBs have to cater to Kyle's scheme versus Kyle catering. Uh, that's true, and that's um, – that's true. Absolutely. Jay Rico says, I think Ray Ray McLeod is underappreciated. Our offense is much better off when we are consistently starting at the 30-35 instead of the 20-25. He is a really good kick returner. I was hard on him in the beginning because uh, I didn't like what I saw early off, but I was yeah. wrong. He's done a great job. He's he's really efficient. Drew Brady 9 says, word has it, Owens has been trying to come back. That's the front offense. <laughs> <laughs> Very interesting. Do they need someone else? Man, the, the man's already in the Hall of Fame, man. He's like 50 years old. He's literally so 49, now. right? Like he's old. Yeah. Brock is Mahomes, but without the cannon. You heard it first. That's what Larry uh, Kruger said. I mean, saying he's like Mahomes without the cannon is, is like saying. I mean, that's kind of a big thing that makes Mahomes him Mahomes. So these are the these are the things, the statements that I'm trying to really avoid big time <laughs> until we see more. Yeah. Uh, Flave says thought Purdy was more NFL ready than Trey in preseason. Uh, that's fair, but legit looks smarter than Jimmy Garoppolo too. Agree. Wanted to see him in Seattle with silent count, but he's doing things Jimmy Garoppolo and obviously Trey can't do. Um, fair. Uh, Flave, I, I love you, man. I, he's definitely doing things that Jimmy Garoppolo has shown he can't do. I think the thing, the reason that I, I know you don't like Trey Lance and you've already written him off because you've seen enough and you have a great eye for talent. But I mean, the, the idea is that Trey's even younger than Brock Purdy and was a known project, and that he could actually improve with experience, unlike Jimmy Garoppolo, who never did. So I'm not going to say that Trey can't do these things. We knew that the allure of Brock Purdy was experience and pro readiness. So can you elaborate? What 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 exactly does he mean? If if you don't mind, Flav, if you could. Hit Grant back and let us know yeah, be specifically, specifically. What, be specific. what, can't, what can't Trey do? I'd like to know. I think Trey's shown that he can do all this stuff. And Jesse's been making these points, right? Isn't yeah. he tracking their first, their first uh, whatever, 80 throws or whatever it is? Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, premature. Very, play, you got to bring probably. a little evidence with that one, Flave. Brock Purdy is Drew Brees and Doug Flutie love child. Man, that's quite an image i can't get that one out of my head now glock <laughs> purdy is the future uh, man he's got so many good nicknames i like yeah. brock landers uh please stop the brady talk he's old and yesterday showed that should have retired when he won the super bowl with the bucks if i i was brock i'd say i already beat this guy why y'all bringing him in see that feels like what this niner said three years ago that's exactly what they say you know he should retire he's old we're good don't be so quick to make this decision you really got to think hard about this one it's very short-sighted to talk about quarterback versus quarterback it's really not quarterback versus quarterback ever it's quarterback versus defense so true you know tom brady didn't look as good against the 49ers defense number one defense in the nfl um yeah you can say that but brock purdy versus tom brady that's not really what happened hero winchester says is brock if brock is King Arthur, then Trey is Lancelot, and Kyle is the wizard Merlin. I know eventually Brock is going to have a bad game, but I hope people don't start bashing him. 
even Tom Brady has bad games. I love this extended King Arthur metaphor. But now we got Trey Lance's Lancelot because of his name. That's got to be. It's got to be Lancelot. We got to make this the Knights of the Round Table. All right, one more bet, then we're going to get back to our show. Keith Murphy says he had more outside the number TDs this game than Jimmy did all year. Yeah. He was five for five over 10 yards, two for two over 20 yards, and both of them were touchdowns. That's that aggressiveness uh, that Brock Purdy has given us so far that Jimmy hasn't in a long time. Okay, so we're seeing Brock Purdy right now. And, the, I mean, it's a clear upgrade over Jimmy Garoppolo, at least so far, in the sense that, he will throw the ball down the field. He has th- he threw two deep touchdown passes outside the numbers, which is in one game, something that Jimmy Garoppolo has never, ever done. It's like what he's done all year. So mm-hmm. he's more aggressive down the field. He's more mobile. Um, he's better in the red zone. But those first two things are, are apparent. And it makes you wonder, like, how was he not playing earlier? So uh, this is my question. It's like, Brock Purdy was here all offseason, and the Niners were impressed. First of all, they drafted him. Kudos. They saw him all offseason. He looked like he was destined for the practice squad. They gave him a spot over Nate Sudfeld, who was getting guaranteed money. Kudos. You saw it. You liked it. You identified it. And then at the last minute, you put him behind Jimmy Garoppolo, who you don't like, you wanted to trade, you wanted to get rid of, you know he's limited. Why did they not stick to their guns on Brock Purdy? How do they have to back into this? Well, I guess I will answer that question with a question. When has Kyle Shanahan ever played the best player? Right? That's he not always he backs does. into his best decisions. Yeah. His it's, best it's, running backs, he like stumbles in. Now, he, he sees that they're good. He gives them a spot in the team and buries them. Yeah. It's, it's politics. Uh it's I don't want to play rookies. I don't trust rookies. You've seen that from Kyle Shanahan. You've seen it with you see it with Jordan Mason this year is a perfect example. Perfect example. There's no question that Jordan Mason is Talanoa Hufunga last year. Should have been playing. Uh, yeah, been so playing. he doesn't trust rookies. Yeah. And yeah. Also, there could be some roster dynamics here as well. Maybe you know it would be uh, Kyle Shanahan is afraid, I would say, to play Brock Purdy when when, and, and explain that to George Kittle, uh, Kyle Juszczyk, you know, here I'm starting Brock Purdy over Jimmy Garoppolo, guys. I, I don't think he wants to have that conversation or deal with that dynamics uh, politically within the locker room. Yeah, that's true. But to it's, me, it's not like, unusual. you said he doesn't trust the rookies. I look at it as he doesn't trust himself. I mean, look at how he's calling plays for Brock Purdy. He's calling double moves for Ayuk up the sideline. Mm-hmm. He would never call that. He would never call that for Jimmy Garoppolo. But he's calling it for Brock Purdy, which means he knows deep down Brock's better. Mm -hmm. You know it. You had it. And at the last minute, you didn't trust your own judgment. You second-guessed yourself, and it feels like he does this a lot. If he just trust his... Man, you might be a hell of a quarterback evaluator because someone pushed for drafting Brock Purdy. Someone realized that he deserved a spot over Nate Sudfeld. Maybe it was you. But then at the very end, you're like, ah, you know what? I think Jimmy gives us a better chance to win. Like, you won't even know. You'll never know unless you see Brock Purdy in a real game. And now that we've seen Brock Purdy, it's like, you know what? This team might be the number one seed if he had just been starting since week two, week three. So I think what's interesting about Kyle is he does seem to be perceptive. He does get credit for Brock Purdy. But at the same time, he needs to, like, trust his, trust himself and the rookies. Come on, man. 
This guy should have been out there earlier. You can see, you saw it. We all, it's it's clear as day. As soon as you put him on a on, in an actual game on an actual football field, it's clear as day. Kyle, you saw this. You should have just trusted yourself. You know, I saw good things from Brock Purdy in the preseason training camp. I was I was impressed with him. And then they put him in the Chiefs game, and I was like, wait a minute, I, this isn't yeah. the guy I thought he was. Yeah. But now he's back to being who, who he looked. He looked great in the training camp. He looked great in the preseason. I was, uh, you know, thought he could be a, a good. Uh, backup quarterback so I think a lot of it is just you know it's Jimmy Garoppolo like he's your former starter for five years the team loves him the guys love him the vets love him uh, it would have been really hard for him to get past that and just yeah. say no Brock you're the guy Jimmy you're backing him up I, I, we're gonna go with the seventh the last pick in the NFL draft over the guy we paid 130 million dollars to so it's just a lot of political stuff he really just it's not the best guy plays all the time for the 49ers. Remember back in 2019 when Akella Witherspoon was clearly worse than Emmanuel Mosley, but um, kept getting third, fourth, and fifth chances? And they mm-hmm. backed into him. I mean, they find these gems. And Kyle's, like, reluctant to, to go to him. But so far this year, what's interesting is, like, the best rookies on the team, the most impactful rookies on the team this year, is the last pick, the quarterback, and the undrafted free agent rookie. Mm-hmm. Those two. And then you, you wondered, like, what about Jason Poe? What about that guy who was really yeah. good in the preseason who's just chilling on the, on, the, on the practice squad? I think he's probably pretty good, too. Uh, yeah. But we'll never we'll know because Kyle Shanahan, you know, he's smart, though. I mean, Jason Poe made it. He's still here. He's going to get his chance eventually. But felt like, you know, I don't know, if it's, whether it's being overly conservative or whatever it is, it's frustrating. It's How, it's you, you, you watch this guy do this, and you're like, Kyle – you're a genius, man. How did you not? See? You didn't see this in practice. You didn't see this. You really didn't see this. You didn't know you had this. You or you did know you had this, and you were playing Jimmy either. Like what happened, man? Like I didn't see it, but look at me. I'm not. I wear a jacket with my name on it in my own house. Like I'm a <laughs> Kyle. You should have seen this. You know the tough thing about it too is these young guys they're cheaper. So if you could find some talent that you could play that are serviceable that could get give you good minutes. Uh, um, cheaper that's a good thing you know and remember the plan was for purdy to be the number two quarterback this year it was for lance to be one and purdy to be two jimmy was not invited to the offseason program and at the last minute kyle lost his nerve he all he was really taught i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it and then he didn't do it <laughs> and he, he should yeah he should have as he predicted yeah he lost his nerve. It's like he was going to break up with his girlfriend, but he didn't. But now it's like finally it seems like he's got the nerve. You yeah. know what? Did you ever see Swingers? Uh, swingers, Swingers. No. John Favreau, Vince Vaughn. Favreau gets oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It, like He's constantly calling his ex-girlfriend, constantly calling his ex-girlfriend. That's freaking Kyle with Jimmy. And now finally he's got like, he got a number. Hey, he's got something. And he doesn't necessarily have to keep calling Jimmy anymore because he's got Brock. Anyway, he's John Favreau in uh, – swingers <laughs> yeah. sorry yeah. okay g code says is brock purdy 2.0 uh of tim Rattay? boy i hope not i think he's better than that uh, who knows i'm gonna keep saying that Jim i know it's vibes. I, I mean he had times where he reminds me of a little bit of a steve young without the arm but i'm again i'm gonna try to refrain from statements like that it's just so early i know it's boring and uh people want to be excited and i get it but for me, it's just so premature to to make any decisive decisions about it. The only reason I say Jeff Garcia is they're both six foot one, scrambly ish 
quarterbacks yeah. who are gamers. Yeah. You know, I'm not, but Jeff Garcia is a four-time Pro Bowler also. Uh, Ryan says, wonder if Kyle Shanahan let vets in the locker room influence his decisions. Now Jimmy Garoppolo is out long-term. They're back in line, have to support Brock Purdy. Trey didn't get that. I think so. I think think Kyle wants to be loved by his uh, vets on this team. So I think it's definitely a possibility, at least influence. Yeah. I wonder if Trey would have gotten more support if Jimmy Garoppolo had never been here because obviously they didn't need him. Sorry. I mean, it was a great story what he was doing this year, but, like, obviously in retrospect – it should have been Brock. Seth says Niners fans know the script is for us this year. It feels like they're a little bit the team of destiny. It does. But I'm not saying it. Rich says moves around and creates the way Garcia did. Hey, he said that before me. I feel you, man. We can be the second seed, so we can't rest starters. Agree. SoCal Niners says Trey fans are doing to Purdy what Jimmy fans were doing to Trey. Both quarterbacks are hurt and will still be the most toxic fans for no reason. Well, that's a tradition. I don't think we're toxic. I'm not a fan. Glass half full guy says Purdy's mobility adds something we didn't have under Jimmy. And do we have any update on Kinlaw if Purdy goes on Thursday? Uh, yeah, Kinlaw practice window maybe after the Seattle game. Maybe. No update on Purdy. But yeah, his mobility is good. There's no book on him yet. Hey, Ayuk, it's your time. He can fill that void. Yeah, Ayuk's been the best receiver on the team all year long. True. As long as he's healthy, I'm okay from a receiver standpoint. And you know what's maybe a blessing in disguise about this Debo injury is maybe we'll start seeing a little bit of Danny Gray here and there. Yeah, absolutely. And again, Debo's not having a dominant season. Uh, I don't know how I mean, he did last year, but I, they can win without him this year, I think. Mm-hmm. Mark says Brock could work with Tom House in the offseason, might be able to improve his throwing to a breeze level. He kind of reminds me of Breeze. Yeah, I'm sure he can. I'm sure he should, and he could probably add a little a little velocity to his throws if he adds if he were. I mean, he should be able to add a couple miles. Sure. I mean, there's similarities you could point out. I just like you know again try to be cautious. One thing I thought was interesting is that uh, Brock Purdy and Jimmy Garoppolo have the exact same completion percentage, sixty-seven point two on the year. That's very interesting. That's very interesting. Speaking of Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, before yesterday's game, it was reported that his Recovery time is three months. It, it was first. It was all uh, the rest of the season, and then six to seven weeks he might come back. And now it's like three months, which seems to indicate he's not coming back to the 49ers. Uh, three months would mean he's a hundred percent healthy, just in time for free agency to start. And to me, that's a key timeline for him. He wanted to be. Uh, he wanted there to be a market for him last year, a trade market, but there wasn't because he was injured. This year he's determined to be healthy because he thinks he's shown enough in his career to be wanted. And this time he'll be a free agent. So to me, that's why he's not coming back to the 49ers this season. Maybe he could and play you know, less than 100% healthy and risk re-injury, but he's not going to do that for the 49ers. Now, if they want to give him an extension, give him the money he's looking for right now, that's a different story, but they're not going to do that. So I just don't see the financial incentive for him to ever play for the 49ers again, unless it's next year. Yeah, I think at this point, Jimmy's going to want to wait until that next contract. He's not going to want to squeeze anything in there. And I don't know if the 49ers necessarily are going to want him back. If Brock Purdy continues to play at this level uh, that he's playing right now, there's no way 49ers are going to give Jimmy Garoppolo an extension. And without that, I don't see him wanting to come back and risk injury for one or two games in the playoffs. So I think Jimmy is done. 
Uh, I think we saw the last of Jimmy Garoppolo on the 49ers. I don't, I don't think he's coming back next year. I don't think he's coming back this year. Right, and I think maybe some Niner fans – I mean, I don't think anyone wants Jimmy to come back now because Brock's playing so well. But if you did, you'd be like, well, Jimmy wants to win that Super Bowl. And I don't know that Jimmy – it's a risk-reward, right? You play one game. I mean, you'd be, you'd be rusty. It'd be a playoff game. You might play well. And if you win a Super Bowl, it might increase your dollar value a little bit. A little bit. If you don't play well, if you get hurt again, you have so much you can risk. And I think, again, from Jimmy's perspective – I think he thinks his resume is golden and that there's going to be a, t- a team's regret not trading f- for him last year and that there's going to be – some of those teams that were interested, maybe Carolina, Indianapolis, will uh, come back to him, say they're sorry, give him a lot of money. I don't know. I feel like Brock Purdy tearing it up sort of shoots holes in Jimmy Garoppolo's resume. Like what is – what can you take ownership for on your resume that's not a team's accomplishment? What? I mean, the thing that's working in Jimmy's favor, I guess, is they did not put him on IR yet, correct? So he's still not on IR. So it wouldn't, recover, it wouldn't require a spot to bring him back. But if they do bring him back, it's going to be in the very end, like if they make it to the NFC Championship game or the Super Bowl. And if they're in the NFC Championship game or the Super Bowl, that means Brock Purdy is playing good football. And why would you just go away from the hot hand and go back to Jimmy Garoppolo at that point? Well, I'm sure the Niners will leave the door open because they go through quarterbacks like water. Yeah. Uh, and it's nice to have options. But I, to me, I, again, I'm saying I, I don't think Jimmy wants to do this. Some yeah. people would think, oh, he definitely wants to come back playing this uh, in a playoff game and prove himself. <laughs> There's so much to lose. There's so much to lose. I don't think he would want to risk it. I don't think he should risk it. I don't think his agent will let him risk it. I think he's done. I think he's done just from an injury standpoint, from a health yeah. standpoint. But – I will say if Brock Purdy's injured and, Brock, and you know, Josh Johnson kind of scrapes by and gets him through or Brock Purdy gets injured in the playoffs and Jimmy is healthy, I think it's possible, but I think it's very unlikely, especially from this, just a medical standpoint. From everything we're hearing, I don't think he's going to be medically able to. I just feel like <laughs> he would become medically able to do it if the Niners gave him guaranteed money next year. <laughs> That's possible. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. It's like, oh, I got no guaranteed money. You want me to go out there and risk everything? No. Yeah. No, absolutely not. No. Yeah. Good luck. I, don't, I think it's unlikely that we see Jimmy. No. Yeah. It would be not smart of Jimmy's part. D- Dustin says, activate Kinlaw, a DT, and not Lance, QB1, waste. Um, so we talk talking about, about why Jimmy isn't returning. It yeah. seems like with Lance, there's been just no clarification. With Jimmy, it's like, you know, hey, it's six, seven weeks, but then they're getting three, three-month recovery. Blah, blah, blah. With, with Trey, it's just like, none of your business. Yeah, oh, yeah, his recovery time, it's none yet. So, oh, okay, I, thanks. Um, so I don't really know what's going on there. It just seems really clear that no one on the team wants him back right now. I don't get it. Are, we're going to talk about Trey Lance in a second, right? Or are we gonna? Or are we not doing that? I don't know. I think we t- – About him coming back? Or yeah, why don't we talk about it now? Let's talk about it now. Okay, so – yeah. Uh, again, I've, I've heard really good things about Trey Lance. Um, I am more confident that there's a possibility Trey Lance comes back. But some signs that you'll – if they, in fact, activate Ken Law, you can pretty much count that as a, a no for for Trey Lance because they're going to want to bring Elijah Mitchell back, in my opinion. But if you see Ken Law not being activated uh, for, you know, going into the, you know, week 16 – then the possibility of Trey Lance is definitely possible from what I'm hearing. He's having a remarkable recovery. Wow. Um, 
So it's entirely possible, in my opinion, that we could possibly see Trey Lance. I would give it honestly 50-50 right now. That's that's wow. how strongly I feel about it. Uh, whether it happens or not is yet to be seen, but everything I'm hearing is he's having a remarkable recovery ahead of schedule, uh, and it's definitely possible. That's interesting. See, to me, like if obviously the Niners don't want to talk about that possibility and they just want to they want the Brock Purdy fantasy to work out, and it might. But if mm-hmm. he gets injured, as he's injured right now and has to miss time, like in a playoff game, maybe, I mean, we, we both agree Jimmy's not coming back, has no incentive to come back. Mm-hmm. Trey could. He's been rehabbing longer. It's his team. He's, mm-hmm. I mean, Brock hasn't taken it from him. He's going to be here next year and after that. So maybe if the Niners are desperate and they need an emergency quarterback down the stretch, it's Lance. I'm sure they prefer not to, but if they're desperate, I mean, it ain't Jimmy. Trey Lance has been jogging for three weeks. I think people don't understand that. Say that again for the people in the back. Trey Lance has been jogging for three weeks. Wow. And we we still have three weeks left before they would need to activate him. So to me, it's entirely possible that Trey Lance uh, makes a comeback. And it's not just my opinion. It's things I've been hearing uh, that his recovery time has, has been better far better than anticipated. Also talked to the doctor. Doctor said it's medically possible for him to come back. And another big thing that's important is that um, his uh, he's not at any more risk mm-hmm. for injury because of that ankle. It's not like an MCL, ACL, something like that. It's a broken bone. Mm-hmm. And the doctor said it, that when he comes back, it's not like he's at more risk for that ankle to be re-injured. That's not how broken bones work. So there's no if he's medically cleared and able and physically able to do it, it's not like a oh we don't want to risk it. I mean, anytime he steps on the field, he's going to have the same risk when he comes back from this injury that he you know that he will next year or whenever. So I wouldn't count out Trey Lance. That's, that that's my opinion based on the things I'm hearing. That's very interesting information. Thank you, Ryan. Josh Wyatt says, "How many brutal hits are we going to watch Niners quarterbacks take before we start looking for the common denominator in the Niners scheme?" Yeah, I, I think that there is a general attitude from Kyle Shanahan down that every player on the Niners' offense needs to be physical, compete for extra yards, not go out of bounds from the wide receivers to the running backs to the quarterbacks. And I think it's uh, a little – I mean, the Niners are a really good team. They do have a good culture. Uh, but come on, man. It's a quarterback. The, I'm assuming Kyle was joking last night when he said that uh, – Based on how Brock Purdy was moving, we need to maybe get some run plays for him. Was that it, no. it, if that was a joke? It's very dry sense of humor because he didn't really give away whether he's joking or not on that. I think there's probably some truth to it. Jason says BA is breaking ankles weekly. Can't cover eleven. It's been the case. You only notice it now because he has a quarterback who actually rewards him. Now you noticed yeah. it. Joe right. Mama says BP is more Jeff Garcia than Nick Mullins. Agree. I don't really. I think Nick Mullins was less of an athlete than Jimmy. No offense mm-hmm. to Nick, but mm-hmm. Purdy's a, a surprising, surprising athlete. Do you think Brady might join QB coaches in Greasy? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> when Brock those, hell no. Yeah, when Brock those TDs, call it uh, Brock, Brock candy. Oh, it's like a candy. Yeah, I like it, Callie. I like it. I will. And you too. <laughs> be it Trey or Brock in 2023, it won't be Jimmy. Agree. Did you guys watch the season finale of uh, White Lotus last night? I found it 
yes. a little disappointing. I did watch it last night. I like yeah. the season, but I thought it was kind of a silly ending. I like the first season better. We'll see. Like the, the first season ending was just great. Yeah. yeah. Armand. Keith yeah. says Warriors beat Durant and brought him in. True. True. Could be the same with Brady. Flabe yeah. says Purdy's reads, manipulating D with his eyes and pump fakes, knowing where to attack the D. I know Trey has athletic ability to do it, but to get to that level takes years of experience. He's not close yet. Fair. Look at look at how much Jalen Hurts improved from year one to year three. That's the hope with a project like him or Trey Lance. And when you're taking a guy like Purdy, the expectation is that he's pro-ready. But the question is his ceiling. So I think we've done a good job differentiating Purdy and Lance. I think it's nice to have both. A pro-ready, low-ceiling, high-floor quarterback and a project who could become really special. Nice to have two young quarterbacks. I think that's better than one. Two is better than one. Two is better than one. Double. Yeah, it's twice it's as It's literally much. twice as much. <laughs> Ruben says, you think that now that Debo went down, Jordan Mason will get more touches. If CMC runs up the gut and not a sweep, I'm going to lose my mind. Um, let's talk about – well, yeah, let's answer that question first, and then we'll talk about Debo. I think it should – it seems like he's played well enough to be the number two back, and he hasn't been like given the role yet. He's like sort of the, the human victory cigar. They let him close out the games, but – if it's close, they yeah. seem a little scared, which is strange, and it's yeah. cost him Debo now. Debo was the number two back last year out of necessity because there were so many injuries in the running back room now. It's like they're doing it because I don't know why, but they don't have to. And now that Debo's out, maybe Jordan Mason finally gets the role. Gets you know Kyle Shanahan backs into the decision he should have been making weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I just, I'm all for Jordan Mason, man. I, I've just been, you know, a lot of us have been saying that all year. A lot of the fans, me, Grant, everybody, what, from what we see on Jordan Mason on the field, there's no reason why we shouldn't be seeing more now. Maybe they're seeing different things in practice. I don't know. Uh, but Jordan showed me everything that I need to see that he should be in there getting equal touches uh, with CMC, more touches between the tackles. There's such a great combination. Why would you not? Right. Use him at the same split carry. Kyle will be like, he'll use one guy for two quarters and the next guy for you switch it up. It's a devastating combination, Kirsten. You would think it would make each other better. How do you go from tackling Christian McCaffrey and getting ready for all that quickness and slipperiness to tackling Jordan Mason? I mean, that's what. You... Well, I want to see both of them in the backfield at the same time. Man, the Niners would really win the Super Bowl if they just use their players correctly. Chris Walker says, "Oh, hold on, because Purdy is an RC. Kyle won't play rookies." Yeah, true. Well, he's playing him now. All right, I want to talk about Debo, then we'll come back to the rest of your questions. Um, so Debo Samuel got injured playing running back. Uh, Jerry Rice didn't like it. A lot of people defended the decisions being like, well, you know, he was not supposed to run between the tackles and outside run, and if you like him when he's running him for touchdowns, you can't, you can't pick and choose. And, this is, and those are fair points. Yeah. But uh, we, let's go back and look at the contract that Debo Samuel got. It's one thing to be given your second-round pick on a rookie contract, both carries and, and catches. He's not that expensive. But they gave him a contract worth $24 million annually. Uh, it's the richest contract they've ever given to a player in terms of guaranteed money. And they paid him on a wide receiver scale to be an all-pro wide receiver. And I think when they did this, a lot of people were saying, that's great, you know, he had a great year. But if you pay him that money, you can't pay a running back that much money. It's too dangerous of a position. So now you're saying he's a wide receiver. 
And so this season, they kept using him as a wide back, and it seemed like, man, this is it's one thing to, you know, give a guy a carry who's making a million dollars a year. It's another to give a guy a carry who's making $24 million a year. Because if he gets hurt playing running back, you're going to feel stupid, even though there will be 40 or 50 people on Twitter who have your back. So today, the Niners probably feel pretty dumb. And in retrospect, this contract extension for Debo Samuel is not looking good because if you had told me beforehand that they were going to have to keep using him as a running back, then I'd say, well, you can't pay him like a wide receiver. And they yeah. are. And he's hurt. So this is, yeah, rough. Yeah, the, the, I think the worst part about the contract is that it was wide receiver money. Yeah. But he's used his best talent is more of a running back. Right. You hate to lose Debo, and I'm happy for Debo that he got the bag. But you know, the other the other perspective is I think a lot of these contracts, a lot of trades, you can judge them better after a time, right? I'm very cautious when it comes to making decisions about trades and contracts because what we've seen so far, maybe you could argue that it wasn't the best decision, but maybe next year he comes back and he's the Debo that we saw from last year. So, you know, only time will tell, I think, with Debo. Um, but I think that's the issue that if you're really looking at the numbers of it, he, he was paid top wide receiver money and he's not a top wide receiver this year. Um, but he is an, an elite weapon. So it's tricky. You know, I mean, he's far from a top wide receiver this year when he's targeted. The Niners quarterback rating is 73. He's struggling to get open. He's struggling to hold on to the ball. And so, like, the question is, why is he playing running back in the second quarter up 21 nothing? You know, why are you giving him hand, uh, carries at midfield? I get it when it's 0-0 in the red zone. Man, he can score a touchdown. It's worth the risk. But why are you giving him carries when you have Jordan Mason, you're up three touchdowns, and it's midfield. There's very little reward because it's not that you need a running back. It's because you need to justify paying Debo. You got to give him the ball somehow. And it's not working as a wide receiver this year. So you got to use him as a running back, which only proves that this uh, contract was a big mistake. So yeah. in retrospect, when he did all the stuff he did this offseason and he asked for a trade, you might have just given him his wish. I think, you know, the frustrating part about that call in particular was that we still hadn't seen Jordan Mason up until that point. And, uh, you know, run your running backs. You know, save your elite weapons for uh, what they do best in it. You know, yes, it was an outside run, and he probably should have followed Kittle on the outside. But to me, the biggest issue is not really that particular play. It's in general. Kyle yeah. Shanahan seems to have a real big problem with risk versus reward management. Uh, you saw it with Trey Lance, you know, and, and I, I think that just escalates when we see guys like Debo go down for running the ball when they're wide receivers, even though he's that's what he does best, you know. So it, it's tough. But it, to me, this is a mark of a coach who has – unlimited job security. There's no accountability in the 49ers for Kyle. He knows Jed's never going to fire him, even though I try to say he's on the hot seat now. He knows he's here. He's a legacy hire. His dad was here when they won a Super Bowl. He's not going anywhere. And so if Trey Lance gets injured running, if Debo Samuel gets injured playing running back, another coach would be under fire. Kyle can just be like, hey, man, that's football. And Jed's like, Kyle said that's football. I guess that's football. That's just what it is. One of the biggest knocks I see on Kyle Shannon is that risk versus reward. He's just he's just not in tune with that. He really needs to do a better job. And I hope somebody just kind of needs to tell him, hey, Kyle, we love what you're doing. You know, you're doing a great job. You're on the right path here. But we really need to protect 
our franchise players, guys like Trey Lance, guys like Debo. You got to do a better job protecting them. When you have alternatives, use the alternatives. Um, and that, that's just kind of how I feel. Yeah. Because if they don't win a Super Bowl, it's, it's going to be because of that. Mm-hmm. The team clearly is good enough. Take some more Super Chats, and then we'll get to our final topic. Uh, a lot of super chats today it's a monday that's how it goes yeah the niners are good mark says kyle worries about what his players think players worry about what belichick lombardi wall shula parcells think i think that is true someone else pointed out earlier though that the the fact that jimmy's done and hurt means they have no choice but to rally around brock which is again kyle shanahan backing into the right type of leadership and locker room dynamic he needs but he's, he's there and again, remember in the offseason when people were like, you know what, I think it would be a bad idea to bring back Jimmy Garoppolo. It's going to kind of mess the locker room dynamic up. And a lot of people, including Steve Young, were like, you don't get it. That's dumb. It's like, no, we understand human dynamics. Maybe I wasn't an NFL player, but I understand human. And it played out that way. Yeah. It did. Yeah, I agree. I said that as well. You know, I think, yeah. you know, he was good from a value standpoint. I think they got good value out of him because he ended up playing a lot. It didn't cost a lot, but the human dynamic element, I feel like you could have cost him. Yeah. And you could have found, you probably could have found somebody that was serviceable. Yeah. His name's Brock Purdy. Yeah. There you go. They did find him. They found him. They developed him. They gave him a spot in the team and they're like, go back with Jimmy. I'm scared. To me, that is like, it's just a, it's just chickening out. That's all. That's all that was. It's all it was. I think deep down, you look at the way Kyle calls passes for Brock immediately. He knows Brock's better. Double moves for Ayuk? You know he's better, man. You blinked. You freaking blinked. But, hey, he's on the field now. Or at least he was. See what happens. Yeah. Michael says, thank you. Oh, he just gave me a dollar. Thank you. Chris says, nice shout out on NBC Bay Area postgame. Brock was great. Who gave a shout out? However, I saw nothing that he did that Trey can't do, plus Trey can run and throw deep by Jimmy. Yeah, that's the main takeaway here. I know a lot of Jimmy Garoppolo fans were trying to say bye, Trey. No, 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 no. That is not the takeaway. Mike says Kyle likes safe. Jimmy was safe. Brock is seventh-round rookie. was risky, but it is a risk that is showing to have a high reward so far. That's a good point. Safe is fun. Preston says I come simply for the swingers references from Grant. <laughs> yeah, I'm all about movies from the 90s. Oh, man, I want to – I just – Somebody give this guy a huge super chat so we can see the Adam Sandler impression. I've been waiting to see that again. Me? Yeah. Adam Sandler impression? You did an Adam Sandler impression a, a few weeks back. Which one? I hope, I, man, I'm going to find From it. From what? You did, you know, the voice that Adam Sandler does when he's like, you did it. I don't know. Maybe, you gotta, maybe you got to, I may, I'll be doing voices all the time. I forget. Maybe it wasn't intentional then. Maybe I'm just, <laughs> but it sounded like I probably, I probably did. Uh, John Taylor says over under on Kyle and Stall and run package for both after he size 200 million. Hey, hey, you want to make the big bucks on our team? Got to play running back, buddy. <laughs> Sorry. Michael says, why does Brock look way more comfortable than any other quarterback that's come to Kyle's system? I don't know. I don't if, know. Uh, I don't know if I'm agree to that yet. Jimmy's always looked a little skittish, uh, you know, happy feet. Uh, but, you know, again, it's very early, guys. I, like, I know everyone wants to, like, make these definitive statements, uh, but I'm just not ready to do that about Brock or Trey Lance. Jimmy looked comfortable in his first stint with the Niners before he tore his ACL. I thought he looked comfortable. 
It was after um, that where he kind of looked nervous. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Trey didn't look super comfortable, but he like didn't, had never played football before in his life. Yeah. Uh, Kyle's at his best when people start doubting him. Had nothing to lose with Purdy, so he pulled all the stops, called plays, scared with Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo. All right, well, no one's doubting him now. Everyone's got him in the NFC Championship right now, so I'd like to see how he responds on a short week. SoCal Niner says Brock could get to the Super Bowl and do really well, but if he doesn't win it, we're going to go back to praising Trey's potential. Can I um, also, something that concerns me for the Super Bowl, uh, I know we're all excited, but if the, if the 49ers defense has one weakness, right, you're not going to run on them. You're not going to dink and dunk them. They'll bend, but they won't break. Um, but where we have seen openings is in the deep passing game. Yeah. And we, it, when they get to the Super Bowl, most likely, my guess is it's going to be against the Chiefs or the Bills. One of the two is who I'd assume. And it's a little play. sketch, man. You saw yeah. with uh, Huff. I don't know if it was Huff or Ward that was supposed to stay uh, with the receiver yesterday, but they gave up a big one. Luckily, it was called back. And you saw openings against the Dolphins. You saw what the Chiefs did. So that that's my concern. You know, I, I think the 49ers have potential to get to the Super Bowl. I'm less optimistic about winning this Super Bowl without a top-notch passing game because if there is a weakness in the defense, it's the deep pass. Yeah, it's just we haven't seen a team since Kansas City have the offensive line and the quarterback to really – and the weapons to attack it. Yeah. Like Tampa just couldn't block well yeah. enough to attack. And, and Brady missed a couple throws too. He had a couple opportunities – one was called back, one he hit, few he missed. Um, but, yeah, I think there are like three, maybe four teams that could do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kansas City, Buffalo, Philly, Dallas, maybe. Although Dallas didn't look great yesterday. So, yeah. Legendary Answers Niners says the difference between Mullins and Purdy is the overall team is much better and healthy. Mullins never played with a healthy offense and with these studs. That's true. But also I think there is just um, a better skill set with Brock Purdy. Mullins turns the ball over a lot. He had a lot of interceptions, a lot of fumbles. Uh, it's still yet to be determined whether that's the case with Brock Purdy. But, you know, out, if, if Nick Mullins was a, better at keeping the ball in his hands or not throwing interceptions, he would have been pretty decent. So we'll see what happens with Brock Purdy. Mullins and Garoppolo are these kind of quarterbacks who, like, want to be like Drew Brees where, yeah. or, or Brady, where they're not athletes. And so the ball has to come out in two seconds. And they have to make good, quick decisions. And, you know, they're not, they're not Drew Brees. They're not, they're not good enough. And so they commit turnovers. With mm-hmm. Purdy, he can do that, but he doesn't have to do that. He can actually make plays on his own, scramble, improvise. He, if the play extends into three, four seconds, that's not necessarily a bad thing with Brock Purdy. In fact, it might be a good thing. So I think it's a different mentality playing quarterback. Like, you could feel it with Jimmy and Mullins – they get nervous as the play goes on. If if they have if if they're three seconds in the play and they still have the ball, they're like, "What the hell is going on? Where? How did I get in this position? And am yeah. I going to get injured?" Yeah. Purdy seems to thrive. Yeah, yeah, and I think Purdy's going to help this offensive line. I think sack numbers will go down with with uh, Brock. My only thing with Brock is he's little, and he moves around a lot, and he's hurt right now from diving. Yeah. So Brock, how can you keep yourself on the field? Because if you can, you might just make yourself a starting quarterback and make millions and millions of dollars. If not, I, that's why I think it's funny is about all these you know people. They pick a side. They they pick Trey Lance. They pick Jimmy or they pick Brock, and they say that they're injury prone or they're fragile. But all of them get injured. Every single right. one of them has been injured. So it's it's kind of a ridiculous argument. Right. But if you like the guy, it's not his fault. 
Right. Um, but if you do, if you don't like the guy, it's clearly it's he has no idea what he's doing in the football field. <laughs> right. Michael says honestly, I was a Jimmy fan because I had to be. I invested in number ten jersey and just wanted to get more mileage out of it. Time to retire it. Oh yeah, donate that. Definitely, <laughs> donate that. Sacramento Mike says Hufunga overrated. Gives up a TD every week. Hold him accountable, Grant. Week one Bears TD was first that on Jimmy or Huff? Was that on Jimmy or Huff? That that deep ball that was called. Back. I, I got to go back and look. I haven't seen the, the film of it yet. But Jimmy let him yeah, go. I mean, no so one can really go after him. Yeah, but you're right. Uh, when you say deep down the field, it feels like it's because of Huff, but I don't know. Activate Lance just in case. Pretty hurt already. I, I would be surprised if they do. And that's what you know. Ryan's saying. Zachary Kelly says Trey's a great kid. Wish him the best in Cleveland. I don't think they're going to take him in Cleveland. Ouch, man. Ouch. Oh, that hurts. Uh, Trey needed. It's funny how Jimmy Garoppolo fans will hate Trey for life. Like yeah. on their epitaph, they'll be like, "Hey, I hate Trey. <laughs> Screw Trey Lance." But they'll, but they'll yeah. sell him out for Brock Purdy after two games. That's true. Trey needed surgery. Jimmy didn't. What does that mean? Though? Thanks, Mike. Has any team ever had this much drama at quarterback ever? I don't know. I don't know. Niners That's had it back in the day. Niners, the Steve Young, the Joe Montana stuff was pretty It's a franchise out. tradition. Yeah. Tobin keep says, it. with Debo likely out for some weeks, do the Niners have to put Jimmy on IR now or keep 50 on the roster? Dude. I have. The Niners have to put Jimmy on IR now or only keep 50. They'll just keep 50 because they have 16 players in the practice squad, which helps them get through practice. But, yeah, they have a bunch of people that should be on IR that are just chilling on the inactive list because they can't have any more spots. I was hoping they wouldn't have put Mitchell on IR, you know. Jonathan Chavez says, believe my second chat was missed. Here's another two bucks. Damn. I'll go back and find it. Corey Soto says, could the guest elaborate on his sources on Lance? Yeah, who are your sources? Who exactly do you know that's telling you this? Let me tell you now so they never tell me anything again. All I'll say is Grant knows who it is. It's true. I do. And uh, I am satisfied. Uh, Jacob says, Shanahan is going to get McCaffrey hurt, especially running him like this when you have Mason, who's proven himself it's like he doesn't know his history. Well, Kyle Shanahan has no conscience with how he uses his running backs and quarterbacks, so why would you? You really think Kyle's going to change? One thing I can say about Kyle Shanahan covering for six seasons is he doesn't change at all. And I think he's proud of it. Maybe, yeah. maybe it's something to be said for that. That's my biggest – honestly, that's one, been one of my biggest worries. I'm going to knock on wood right now, but I, I, I'm worried about CMC's health long-term if he keeps running them in certain ways. All right, Chavez. I'm, I'm not seeing it, man, but I'm, I'm gonna keep, I'll, I'll keep going back and looking for it. Uh, man, hold on. Dookie Shoe says, Brock is simply playing with nothing to lose. Attitude as a fan, I finally feel genuinely optimistic. Felt like recent successes have been flukes until now. At the same time, don't the Niners have to feel like, hey, we did this with Jimmy. Hot stretch at the end of the season. Do we overreact to it? I don't know. I think, I think there's reason to be – I think there's definitely reason to be uh, optimistic right now, and you should be. But that doesn't mean it's going to continue, you know, so also be cautious. They mentioned your tweet uh, about that sound you hear is Niners slamming the door on Jimmy. I was proud of that tweet. That was a good right. one. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, Julio Sanchez says if the Niners go to the Super Bowl and win with Purdy, do you think they'll make him the starter next year? Yeah, I do. I would think so. I mean, that's a good way to, to earn a job. Just win yeah. the Super Bowl. Yeah. 
Ryan and Jennifer Wood says, I do agree. Let's see, Mason, use your running backs. Use your big names when you need them most. Nothing but love for us right now. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying don't give the ball to Debo in the backfield, but, like, at the 16-yard line, like you did in the first draw. That's great. Love that. Yeah. Ryan and Jennifer Wood says, just wanted to shout out Kyle. Seems like he's calling his game now instead of fitting Jimmy's talents. I agree. I thought he's calling great plays thoughts. Thanks for all that you guys do. Y'all are my go-to. I agree with that. I just wish – the way Kyle – is so locked in with with Purdy, I just keep feeling like, man, you knew you, you knew this was there, and yeah. you just didn't have the courage of your convictions, which is Kyle in a nutshell. But did you hey, see him, did you see him sitting in the locker room with with Purdy, that pitcher? Yeah, it's great. I thought that was great. So I'm sorry. I know, I know, I know. You you were you could have done this all year, and I I was a coward. I went back to Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm sorry. Okay, <laughs> but from I, I will be faithful to you from now on. SoCal Niners says our entire fan base are a bunch of whiny teens. If I didn't know any better, I think we were 0 and 13. Wonder why people call us whiners. Man, you sound like you're an old man yelling at a cloud right now. I don't understand. People are allowed to voice their grievances. I don't understand the whining thing. I get that on Twitter. If if I say anything that's not positive, I'm whining. (laughs) That's fine and funny. Did Brock's parents only go because they wanted to see Brady, or was that a joke? Probably a joke. (laughs) Probably wanted to see their kid. Yeah, Mason needs short so. yard carriage. CMC goes backward. You'd think Kyle would figure that out by now. I don't understand it. I really don't. I think On Kyle's that afraid. I don't think Kyle likes feeding touchdowns to people who haven't gotten paid yet. Conspiracy theory. Because now it's like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm like, you know, goosing up your value. Jacob <laughs> says Shanahan is going to get McCaffrey hurt, especially running like this when you have Mason who's proven himself like he doesn't know his history. I read that already. Sorry, Corey says, could this guest elaborate on his sources? Oh, I got you already. Don't, he doesn't have to elaborate on nothing. Not a, Okay, Jonathan says, tell Ryan his shows be too damn early. People still be having boogers in their eyes. My best. The only time that works with my schedule, man. I got a full-time career I operate, so I got to do it 8 a.m. And I also don't want to try to compete with this guy because I would have zero chance. So I'm, I'm going to do it when he's not on. I think a morning show is good. People are up, and there's all there's the whole other side of the country too. It's not just a, the thing that's nice about the Niners fan base. It's not just a West Coast fan base. It's global. So there's and probably someone also, watching in Sweden. At you can always morning. watch it back later. That's the beautiful thing. That is true. Flave says, "Grant and Ryan, are you guys allowed to have sponsors for your shows? How come some people do and some don't?" Yeah, absolutely allowed to. I'm just I'm not savvy enough to even put that together. Nor motivated. Maybe one day I will. Come I'm waiting for someone to call show, me. Flav. Come sponsor my show, Flav. I'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Big fan of yours, Ryan. Curious how much of a ramp-up Trey would need to be ready this season. I would like to see him practicing at least two, minimum two, three weeks. That's my opinion. Yeah. And to me, I know someone brought up the, the comparison earlier, but I think there's, you get more out of activating him than Kinlaw. Yeah. I think Kinlaw defense is no. fine. Yeah, defense is fine. They need a good backup quarterback. Nothing against Josh Johnson, but I mean, how are you guys going to feel about Josh Johnson if he's deep in the playoffs as the quarterback? Yeah. Right. It's not a fair position to put him in. He's yeah. been on the team for six days. Yeah. Trey has been in the in the in the. At least he knows the playbook. <laughs> right. Sacramento Mike says I watch the film review every week on Johnny Football Academy. These deep TDs are on Huff. We'll see about that Evans TD in the playoffs. Huff will cost us. Um. Yeah, I've been saying I, I've been a huge fan of Huff for a long time, and I, you know, even last season I was saying he's going to be really good. But I've also been saying that his his only weakness that I see is when he has to turn his back and cover 
uh, deep in the passing game. And it is a concern against these top-notch quarterbacks. If we lose the NFC, you think we still stick with Brock? Dude, it depends how he plays. I think Jimmy Garoppolo fans are so used to, like, solely judging quarterbacks on wins and losses. But Brock is putting himself in the conversation to start next year. Absolutely. Um, And if he does enough, there should be a competition. Absolutely. And if Kyle thinks he's a genius, I mean, he flirted with the two-quarterback system last year. Do it. This seems like a good problem to have. A good problem to have. Competition is almost always a good thing. And I'm sure if if Trey Lance is confident in himself, he's not watching Brock Purdy ball out thinking, I'm screwed. He's saying, yeah. bring it on, man. Yeah. If So, got you. Got you. I think we got Keneal, and then it's it. No, we got one more. Something about the name Mason. Guys with that last name just happen to be amazing. It's wild. Shout out to my cousin. <laughs> Feed Mason. It's yeah, a great name. Michael says if Purdy wins the Super Bowl, Purdy will earn an open quarterback competition with Lance rather than Lance owning the starting uh, role. If he wins the Super Bowl, if he wins the Super Bowl, he might just win the job, you know? Yeah, I think if he does, if he wins the Super Bowl, he's a starter. If he does well in the playoffs, it's a competition. If he doesn't, it's Lance's job. That's my What could he prove in training camp that he didn't prove by winning the Super Bowl? I I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Chrissy says, it's been a rough couple of years. We can all use a fairy tale ending as time. This is the best story ever. I'm so happy about this. Thank you, Brock. I don't know if it's real or not, but who cares? <laughs> right now, it's great. Yeah. All right, let's talk defense before we go. Is Dre Greenlaw better than Fred Warner? What do you think? It's. I think he might be. I think he runs faster, hits harder. And I know Fred Warner is like, his. most of his value comes in coverage, but... Greenlaw's no slouch in coverage. He picked off Brady yesterday. He looks like the total package right now. He almost looks like he hits too hard. They're (laughs) like, Drake, can you tone it down? Yeah. (laughs) He's old school like that. And, you know, props to – let me give Grant – let me give you your shout-out, man. Before the season, we said who's going to be the leading tackler on the team. Uh, I said it's for sure going to be Warner followed by Huff, and it's Drake Greenlaw. And The uh, one thing I was right about. <laughs> no, you've been right about a lot, man. Don't, don't you know? No one else said anyone's gonna be back this year but you. But uh, two things I was right about. Okay, you've been right about Greenlaw. Yeah. Hey, but seriously, uh, Fred Warner's pro- uh, better in coverage. He's a better blitzer. Drake Greenlaw to me that's is true. better at probably everything else. And I know that's hard because everyone loves Warner. I like Warner too, but Drake Greenlaw is a monster. Yeah. He really is freaking good. He has seventy-one solo tackles compared to Fred Warner's fifty-five, and he's missed. A full game as well as half a game because he got kicked out uh, during the Chargers game. So he's missed a game and a half and has 16 more solo tackles than Fred Warner. So as far as about being a linebacker, when you take out being a, in coverage or blitzing, I think he is better in that regard. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, and one of the things that's interesting about the Niners' defense is they have this wide nine defensive line. It gets so much pressure. And the way people try to attack it is – sort of using their aggressiveness against it, you know, with screens and stuff, right? That you see teams do that. And a lot of teams don't have success with that because once you get past the D-line, now you got to outflank Dre Greenlaw to the sideline. Good luck with that. You're not going to beat him. He's going to cut you off, and he's going to hit you really hard, and then eventually you're not going to want to do that anymore. And I mean, Fred Warner is really good. So is Aziz. I like like all the linebackers on the 49ers. It's just this particular year, I think just – Trey Greenlaw is just being a 
just a complete monster, man. And he he's a he he got an interception against Tom Brady. I mean, I'm sure he's super happy about that. But yeah. I, I'm just a big fan of Dre Greenlaw, what he's doing on the field. He's the one that jumps out to me the most this year in the linebacking group. The Niners were really smart to extend him at the beginning of the season. Because if mm-hmm. they had waited. Oh, it cost bang. Oh, my God. He could be commanding what what Fred Warner gets. So, from Greenlaw's perspective, I mean, I guess, you know, last year he got a lot of injuries. Uh, it would have been a risk to not get the extension early. He's probably feeling like, should have waited. Anyway. Wait. He got paid. Saying- Niners got a bargain. People are saying in the chat that Debo tore his ACL. Is this true? Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. Let me see what's going on here. I'm not seeing this yet. That's that'd be crazy if that's true. No, I think they're saying Dante Johnson tore his ACL. Dante Johnson tore his ACL. Hear me, guys. Dante Johnson out for the season ACL. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Much better. That was scary. Well, sorry, Dante. Not good for Dante. Yeah. yeah Sucks sorry. for him. That sorry, Dante. Question. I know. Yeah. Um. Uh. But yeah, older player. When a when a cornerback in his thirties tears his ACL, that could be the end. He's had a remarkable career. He was in the same draft class as Jimmy Ward, and um, there's no shame in carving out like a ten year career as a quality backup. Um, that's something to be proud of. So, Dante Johnson. Yeah, my apologies. My apologies, Dante. I didn't mean to belittle the injury to Dante. I know Dante. you didn't mean it that way. Yeah. I know you didn't mean it that way. But yeah. some people might interpret it, so I just wanted to make sure that, Dante, yeah. if you're watching, sorry to hear that. Yeah. Mike says, Grant, do you ever worry walking around the Niners facility after being hard on them? I worry about your sometimes quality control patrol. No, it's like I said earlier. Like, the, No, no one's going to punch me. And I know it, and they know it. And I don't want them to punch me. They don't. No one's going to ruin their career by starting a physical altercation with a reporter. I mean, even a 23-year-old athlete knows that's really stupid. Everyone does. Yeah. And what's nice is most of these athletes, when you criticize them, they laugh at you, prove you wrong, and smile in your face. Right. Like Jawan Jennings, for example. I was really tough on Jawan Jennings in training camp. You know, I don't know if he drops a lot of passes. Okay, he's like the biggest gamer clutch receiver on the team. He had that great game a couple of weeks ago. At the post-game press conference, he goes, let's go, Grant. Meaning, like, what you got to say now? Went up to him in the locker room a couple of days ago. I said, hey, Dewan, thanks for the, the shout-out. And he gave me a big smile, and, and, and he dapped me up and said, man, keep talking, baby. Keep talking. That's what a real baller says. So, anyway, um, that's how that's how usually they – I, I res- that's how most of the players respond to me. I know some of them hate my guts. Yeah. But very few show it, and I I don't feel like my physical well being is at risk. It comes, it comes, with, the it comes, yeah, with, it comes yeah. with it. You yeah. gotta be if you're a professional athlete, you should know that this is part of it's part of it. Yeah, yeah. And from their perspective, like the good ones, they're like, oh, this person says something. Well, clearly he doesn't know. He's wrong, and I'm about to show him. He gonna learn today. And right. I respect athletes that have that kind of mentality. Jimmy Ward's like that. Juwan Jennings is like that. The good ones. Yeah. Um, or the mature ones, you could put it that way. Dante Johnson torn ACL, frowny face. Yeah, that sucks. That was, yeah. that was, that was, that was really long time niner. Yep. Um, I think that's it. It's like an hour and a half show. Thank you guys. This was very. You guys are extremely generous. Got twenty one hundred people watching. Lots of super chats. Yeah. Uh, thanks. Appreciate it. I guess we'll find out about Debo later today. Purdy, I don't know. Stay tuned. I'll be around. Not going anywhere. Ryan. Thank yeah. You.
Yeah, my pleasure. Peace.